Hello and welcome to another episode of the Love Proof Podcast. And today we have a fantastic guest, Rhiannon van der Griffin. Rhiannon's from the UK. She's uh, been a raw vegan for a number of years. She's a single parent, home educates her daughter and shares um, information and tips and advice about the raw vegan lifestyle with people, uh, particularly on Facebook. People are coming to the UK Fruit Fest this year to be part of it and, and help out and and share with people and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, Rhiannon, before we get started, is there anything else you want to you want to say? An introduction to yourself? Um, I think that's pretty much sums it up. But uh, yeah, I've been raw vegan for uh, about five, six years now. I think since like about two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I kind of have a very dark background sort of thing. Um, have suffered with a lot of mental health issues, and raw food is just like one piece of the healing puzzle for me. Um, so there's quite a range of things I actually like believe in and implement in my daily life and raw food I see that as like the foundation um, I wouldn't be able to work on myself the way that I do and be able to kind of have this lifestyle that I lead where I'm home, ed- home educating my daughter and running a business and kind of like happy <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have that solid foundation of like good nutrients and good kind of nutrition and that's where raw food really helps me um, and that's why, like, my page and my uh, my website and everything, it's happy on fruit because I see it's that fruit, it's that foundation layer. It's where you kind of grow from. And, um, you know, with my whole life, I've suffered with kind of not being able to eat properly to get enough. And it's my mental health has suffered as a result of that. So actually being able to eat and feel good and feel alive inside has just, made my life take off in so many ways I couldn't have expected it to. That's fantastic and let's go back so what was what was your journey or your struggle it sounds like you were saying you had some health issues in the past is, is that what led you towards where you are now? Absolutely it was um, since I was kind of like a teenager food has always made me feel very heavy very bloated very uncomfortable um, and I just my body just puts on weight so easily um and I've always kind of since I was a, kind of a teenager and I was doing gymnastics and everything I became extremely bodily aware and a lot of the people around me were commenting on how my body was changing and everything and um it all kind of spiraled in an eating disorder basically yeah <laughs> and um <are> you okay <laughs> yeah sorry sorry it's okay uh, yeah it just spiraled into this eating disorder basically um, where I just every single thing that I ate would make me feel so rubbish um, that yeah it developed into kind of anorexia, bulimia type um, kind of behaviours and that went on for like over a decade and it was just it completely zaps your life energy and deteriorates your mental health because um, like every single day you're doing something to yourself that is harmful and, and like really hurtful and damaging um, to like your core and to do that kind of almost every day was just extremely damaging for my mental health. And it was almost got to the point where it was like, I felt like I didn't deserve to live. I didn't deserve that life force of energy. Um, so it's been really hard to rebuild that. Um, and what kind of happened was, I think it got to a point where I was just like, I can't live like this anymore. This isn't normal. I should, I should you know, I should be yeah. able to eat 
healthy and feel well after eating, but everything I ate made me feel so sluggish and so heavy, um, and, and I would just be so bloated. Yeah. Um, so that's why I kind of just kept searching and searching. And then I found veganism, and I actually went vegan through ethics because I stumbled across a documentary on the ethics of veganism while I was looking for health stuff. So I ended up going vegan for health reasons, uh, sorry, vegan for ethical reasons, like the animals and everything. And then it was through that that I found raw food because when I was eating vegan, I was having, I still believed that I needed like tons of protein basically. Yeah. Um, so I was literally putting peas on everything. Like I would yeah. have a meal with peas on it because I was convinced after yeah. like I'd done, I've done a whole lifetime of uh, training with gymnastics, karate, uh, running. So I had it in my head. I needed like a ridiculous amount of protein. Um, so when I was kind of switching to vegan and I was having lots of beans and legumes, like my bloating issues just got like 10 times worse. Right. And I was just in, oh, just in pain at night sometimes where it was just my tummy was just going, like just groaning. It was horrible. Um, so again, I was like, this isn't right. This isn't what food is supposed to make you feel like. So I kept searching, I kept searching, and that's when I kind of found the raw vegan lifestyle. Um, tried that, found it really hard, couldn't do it. Um, and then I had a friend who was a long-term raw vegan, and he kind of guided me through that first, the kind of the background knowledge. Yeah. Um, and that's when it all just clicked, and I've just been raw since. And it's it's just like, yeah, I've that's what what it's supposed to feel yeah. like after you ingest what Amazing. I'm how, how, how important do you think that was that you actually met someone that could sort of show you how to do it in real life sort of thing? Absolutely brilliant. Um, there was just a few little gaps in knowledge that I had that I, you know, just things like how to get enough calories, like really simple things of just um, different fruits have different amounts of calories in. And I think people forget that and uh, you think, oh, it's a big plate of oranges. But if you work it out, you've got like, what, 100 calories or something there. But you need to, you need, you know, but if you were to have a whole plate full of dates, it's, you know, you've got maybe over a thousand calories or more there. So it's really important to just be aware of like the different calorie amounts and how much greens and stuff to have. Um, and also he kind of made me, he made it real. He helped me visualize what life was like as mm -hmm. a vegan. And um, when I went and stayed with him, it was just kind of like, it, 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 I could see what sort of thing you had for breakfast, what sort of thing you had lunch, what sort of thing you had for dinner. And I also had that support. Um, yeah. I think when you're changing your lifestyle, especially for something so specific and unheard of as raw veganism, it's like to, in, in kind of like where I live at least, um, in, in England, in like Hertfordshire, uh, it's just unheard of. I'm the only raw vegan that I know. Mm. I, like in, I, Think there'll probably be another one in this town or the next town there might be one you know randomly spotted out a few towns over but that's how kind of like unheard of it is um and so it's like to tell i remember when uh, some of my family members found out that i was going war and they just thought it was another eating, eating disorder to be honest and mm -hmm. i wasn't taken seriously and i didn't get that support base everyone thought that i was just hurting myself again um so it was really important to have that friend who understood it and who supported me in that and who knew that I was I was genuinely trying to fill my body with enough calories with enough nutrients just so I could feel well after eating sure but, sure yeah amazing and um how was that transition for you going from I guess cooked food cooked vegan food to raw food was it 
Did you find it easy to, to give up cooked food or did it take a while to stop that habit? Um, at first it was really hard because um, I was really hooked on like starchy carbohydrates. Um, and what I found was really helpful is I didn't do this intentionally, but it was kind of just a natural progression that happened. Um, I went vegan and then I went more high carb vegan and then like whole foods. Yeah. So I was avoiding the processed chemicals and the salts and stuff, which I think is really important because once you've got off of the really, really high stimulating chemicals and added, it's a lot easier to appreciate simpler tastes. Even if you're just having whole food cooked, it's a lot easier to transition onto very low stimulating fruits and vegetables. Um, if you're, you know, you've already eating a cooked vegan diet that is kind of not overly stimulating, you're not, you're not kind of, uh, addicted almost to the chemicals that are in them because yeah. i think when you're having all those chemicals and the salts and everything you're used to food going yeah. boom, 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 wow, 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 in your head and your mouth um, and raw food isn't like that it tastes amazing but it's not it, it doesn't overstimulate to overconsume it which is something obviously i really like coming from a bulimia background yeah it's i don't have over compulsion to eat i just get this satiation yeah. which is just beautiful and harmonious um so yeah, I suppose like getting rid of the additives and going to a whole food diet is really important. Then reducing the amount of fat that you had, and that's what I did, that was really important for me. And um, getting used to not having lots of fat at breakfast and lunch and dinner, um, that made it easier to then have like whole meals of fruit and stuff because I wasn't, I was used to getting my energy from carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, but then the first time I tried to go completely raw and push off of cooked foods, um, I just couldn't do that i lasted mm. four days and i'm not joking you it was the worst four days ever. <laughs> it was agony i i just felt like i was starving it was horrible and that and at that point after the four days i remember eating like a, a rice cake or something and my whole body just was felt so much relief like there was just something in that rice cake that i wasn't getting mm. um and it and i kind of at that point i think i've even got a video on youtube where i said raw food isn't for me it feels too much like an eating disorder and I want to get away from the eating disorder mentality now I don't want to be, feel restricted that's what yeah. not, that works for me anymore I can't do it anymore um but, so that four days of trying to go raw was just hell and then when I tried it again with my friend's advice and he was like and then he was doing research and he said maybe you need more minerals um just more calories more minerals just smash the greens so I was having like a green smoothie for like breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I don't like think that everyone needs to do that. But I was just at breaking point where I was like, this just has to work. I don't even care what I'm eating or what it tastes like. I just need to have yummy food um, that mm. will make me feel good and that will help me be raw. So I was having yeah, a green smoothie for three meals a day. And I did that for maybe, um, I don't know, a couple of days. And then I would kind of, have two two green smoothies a day with like some more with like a raw whole fruit meal and um it just was like easy as as soon as i was eating like at least two heads of lettuce in a smoothie um a couple of times a day i was just it was just so easy and it was obviously the minerals and maybe an additional set of calories that i needed um but yeah so i honestly believe that it doesn't need to be hard um and when everyone is kind of going through these really intense uh you know feeling really deprived and feel super hungry and stuff mm. so i just never got that when i was doing it like in my head i see that as doing it kind of uh 
I, I can't describe it. It's just doing it more completely. Yeah. Um, and with more knowledge, I suppose, more kind of, um, yeah, with that knowledge base, that's what really helps. And that's what I try and teach people. Um, so I don't really do like fruit challenges. I won't say just have fruit for 30 days. I'll say I've got a course, which is basically you don't have to be raw during the course. In fact, I almost recommend that you don't and you just literally focus on learning the stuff, learning how right. to do it, visualizing what that will look like. Right. Um, there's, there's nothing worse than trying to do a life, trying to learn information when you're completely nutrient deprived. <laughs> it's just oh. not going to work. Um, so I like to take the pressure off of people and say, here, learn the basics, because that's what I did. I learned how to do it. And when I, when I, after I learned how to do it, it was easy, mm. you know, and it was fun. And I just, all I got to focus on was, you know, cycling around my town, looking for fruit shops. It was so much fun. I just remember how magical that time was. It was like I discovered this hidden layer of the world and it, like everything was magical and I just yeah that's what I want people to feel like I don't want people to feel deprived and like raw, raw veganism is restrictive and a chore it's, it's so beautiful when you like when you're nutrient uh sufficient it's just it's just the best feeling in the world and um do you give for people that are starting out you mentioned they're like almost not to rush into it but try and it's almost like you're trying to change their mindset first and, and educate them first what other advice in general do you give to people who are, who are starting off hmm. um yeah learn about the fruit that's really important like if fruit is going to be your foundational calorie source so it's really important to learn about it um so often people are eating unripe fruit and if you're eating, say, like, yeah, a really unripe uh, guava, for example, and people are expecting it to have, like, 230 milligrams of vitamin C in it, if it's really unripe, um, it's not going to have all of those nutrients in it. They're not going to be fully developed yet. Um, and if you're having it um, unripe as well, it's not going to have all the calories that you need. So even if you're working out, the, you're having the correct volume, you know, and on the label it says this has 100 calories in or whatever. If it's not right and not fully right, it's not going to be working in your body the way that it should. And it's going to leave people feeling deprived, basically. And in addition to that, it's going to fill up their digestive system with all this fiber that they're not probably quite used to. So they're, they're not actually going to be able to fit any more in and they're just going to feel awful. Um, and in addition to that, unripe fruit and stuff can have like acids in it and stuff, which can make you feel not very good and cause issues. So, um, and also like it's slower to digest and causes fermentation. So there's just loads of issues with unripe fruit. Um, so one of the things I do as well is I focus quite heavily on teaching people how to get the best fruit possible because that's really important. Um, the amount of people that they'll go and do their, their big weekly shop in a supermarket and they're just getting these terribly unripe, overpriced produce and it's not sustainable and you need to find ways to make the lifestyle sustainable. Mm. Um, because if you're paying ridiculous prices that you can't afford, then it's not sustainable. If you're having getting fruit that's not gonna be providing you with the nutrients and calories you need, it's not sustainable. Sure. Um, so getting the produce right is really important. Um, and yeah. I think focus on that as well. What does a day look like for you on a raw vegan diet? Can you give us an idea of how much you eat and when you eat and, and how you eat those meals? Okay. So that's actually quite interesting because 
I eat now very differently to how I ate when I first was going raw. Mm-hmm. Like when I first was going raw, I was eating a lot more calories just to like almost cover my bases. Mm-hmm. And because I think I had quite a lot of, I don't know, I think I had absorption uh, issues as well because um, I, I could just eat a huge amount and I would still be hungry. Whereas now I eat a smaller amount and I'm not as hungry. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of clearing of my digestive system that helps that. Um, so when I first started going raw, like I said, it was like a couple of, it was like big smoothies a day. I think I was eating like a ridiculous amount, like maybe close to 3000 calories a day. I'm not even joking. Um, and nowadays I'm having maybe close to two or 2000, but it wavers depending on if I'm running or not. Um, if I've just done a 10 mile run, I'm going to have a lot more calories later, but, um, generally um i don't eat until my body says it's hungry mm-hmm. um so the morning i see as hydration time that's right. me having like because i've got a distiller here so i drink distilled water so it's purified from the tap um i drink that in the morning or i have what i've got here which is uh, lemon and ginger water um so i just grate up the ginger blend that up with some distilled water juice a couple of lemons into it and just drink that and that just kind of starts me off and I'll, I'll do work and I'll uh, set up things for my daughter's education that we're going to do today and catch up on stuff with uh, business so mm-hmm. then when my daughter wakes up that's when we generally start having food um so oh and in that morning that's the time that I would do any cleanses or meditations or you know because that's I always wake up before my daughter <laughs> mm-hmm. so um I'll like that's my time to kind of that's the quiet time um and that's when I reflect a lot. So then when my daughter wakes up, which is usually about 10, 11, um, we might have food then, or then sometimes we even wait a bit longer because I don't press my daughter to have food straight away. I just I let her ask me when she's hungry. Um, and she's almost nine now as well. So it's like she's very fully aware of her body. Um, and then we'll just, I usually have like, a bigger meal because I like to kind of just get the food done and then I go out and do stuff. Um, so like yesterday, for example, I had a big persimmon pudding, um, which is these persimmons here. Uh, I think we, I think I made, um, there's probably about five or six of these persimmons blended up with probably about 15 of, uh, I've got some amazing deglet noir dates up there. They're just incredible. Um, blended that up with those and a bit of water. Um, and then separate that into two bowls for me and my daughter. Oh, wow. Um, on top of that, I sliced up like some bananas. Um, in mine, I put loads of like frozen blueberries because I just like that little chill and it's very hot at the moment as well. Um, and then I think I put some some more deglet noir dates just on top. So that was, I was particularly hungry that morning. So that was quite a big, heavy morning uh, food. But then I didn't have anything else until dinner. Mm. So... But I quite like that. I quite like just having something and then just moving on because I'm quite busy. And yeah. yesterday I was doing like a, a workshop as well. So I was kind of setting up workshops. I didn't really have time to be like eating messy fruit and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, some other days I'll just, if we've got a big watermelon, me and my daughter just sit and eat watermelon until we just don't eat watermelon anymore. Um, but typically, yeah, I, I start off a bit slower and then, in the middle of the day, I'll have my most high-calorie meal. And then for dinner, I generally have, like, a big salad with a big raw food dressing on it. Um, so I could get, I've got a massive salad bowl about this big. 
and mm -hmm. uh, I just chop up like um, just whatever lettuce I've got to hand. So generally like butter leaf lettuce, maybe a whole big cos lettuce. Um, I might spiralise a couple of uh, big courgettes into it. And I kind of just almost have like this big mammoth bowl of uh, salad. And in the dressing, I've got loads of just amazing ingredients. I've got tomatoes, uh, celery, red peppers. Red peppers are just amazing because you've just got so much vitamin C in it. Um, uh, mango usually, uh, lemon, garlic, and I blend that up with like fresh herbs, like fresh oregano, fresh basil, mm -hmm. um, and it's just absolutely beautiful. And pour that all on top, just mix it all up. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I'll have a big bowl of that, and that and that's pretty much me done for the day. In the evening, I might have like uh, some some water, and in the day, I'm usually drinking water and things. Um, if I got hungry in between those meals, I'd have something. Um, so I'd have maybe like a pack of small donut nectarines or you know just something like that it just depends how, how how my body's feeling um i literally like that's what i find really beautiful about this is it's very i'm very tuned in now with what my body wants and i can actually feel the differences between if I, my body wants greens or if my body wants something high vitamin c or if my body's needing calories um there's just like little subtleties of feeling that i have kind of developed over years of doing like inner work and meditation and kind of tuning in with what my body feels and that's just such a world away from the eating disorder that I had which was literally all about denying your bodily functions and going again and like battling yourself whereas like now I'm in complete harmony of working with my body and listening to it and honoring the feedback. Um, Let me ask you about that because I suppose a lot of people might say that an eating disorder needs to be dealt with more with uh, maybe um, counseling and things like that and it comes maybe it comes from people suffering trauma or whatever it is um but it sounds like what you're saying is even just shifting to a better diet kind of is what sort of helped you with that yeah i think that's the foundation of it knowing that i can that there's another way like it's almost like um i don't know when i was um when i was going through the eating disorder and everything i wanted to be i didn't want to be kind of like, I didn't want to be dying, if you know what I mean. I wanted to be healthy, but it was almost like I was trying desperately to look healthy, but not actually being healthy. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, like, I'm, I'm living a lifestyle that is healthy, that I look healthy, and it's kind of like, it does what I ever intended to do, but in such a positive, more wholesome way. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying, with the, it's the foundation. Um, there's no way I think that I could have recovered fully from eating disorder when everything that I ate made me look like three months pregnant. Because even when I wasn't in an eating disorder mentality, um, which kind of happened, it kind of switched on and off at kind of different times. Um, like after my, my daughter was born, it kind of switched off for a long time because I, I was very much in the baby bubble and, and I just had no desire to do that at all. Um, oh, sorry, my alarm's coming off. Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, I just had no desire to do it at all. But um, when I, oh, sorry, I'm distracted. What was I saying? Um, yeah, when after I would eat something, I would just bloat out hugely. So even when I wasn't thinking eating disordery, it was like I was just trying to um, kind of not eat around people because right. I was afraid that I was going to bloat. Right. So I think it's fundamental to like, heal your food issues to have food feel nice in your body. 
to actually like when I eat like you know like when you, when you eat like an Alfonso mango like in the peak of summer and it's been warming in the sun and you eat that and your body just feels so grateful for it and you just I, I never had that before with any other lifestyle where you eat something and your body literally is like saying thank you to you. Yeah. It, it was always like it always it tastes really good, but then there's there's guilt and then there's bloating and then there might even be heartburn or I just feel tired and lethargic or I just feel this huge compulsion to just eat a million and that's just not it's just it's just I can't compare them anymore. It's a completely different view of food it's like food is a friend now whereas food eating disorder if food is your enemy it's like you, you like you love and hate it at the same time whereas now it's like it's just another way that i can show myself i love myself today and that i honor myself by eating something that i, I feel well eating and that makes me feel alive um but it's not just about the food that's really important and that's something i teach people as well it's, it's the emotional healing that comes with it um but a lot of people are not able to emotionally heal and, and do inner work techniques successfully because like heavy cooked foods, I find is, is very distracting. It's, it's, we, talk, we spoke earlier about it being like stimulating, um, but when it's so stimulating, it's almost like distracting. Um, like if you've ever had a hard day, this is what I say to people, have you had a hard day? You've come home and you've had a big stodgy dinner uh, maybe pasta or, or yeah. pizza or something like that and your brain just switches off yeah and it's done and you just zonk out and that's like I think people use that because I definitely did it was like I'm not doing anything else today I'm switched off um yeah. because the food is so heavy and distracting it takes so much energy for the body to process that you don't really resolve your issues the things that have triggered you in the day don't really get resolved they just get squashed down and put away and um and then they can build up because it's almost like you, then you start to like build, tick over with these issues that have never been addressed. And then you're cross and angry and upset and you don't know why, <laughs> because you've forgotten those things that happened. So with raw food, it really allowed me to face my demons, so to speak. And it wasn't, and still it's an ongoing process. Um, and it's not easy and it's quite messy and it's sad and you cry a lot when you're doing like the inner work techniques and reconnecting to your inner child and kind of facing the voice inside you like for me it was facing that bully voice that used to tell me that I was just disgusting it was actually facing that looking at myself in the mirror and saying you are beautiful and I, I had to try and say that to myself so many times until I actually believed it and, and it wasn't easy and I was bawling my eyes out because at first I was like this is stupid I don't believe this mm. um but actually being able to be raw and to not and to have those feelings come up was really helpful to me because I was able to then successfully do techniques and have them work and resolve them and actually heal myself, not just in the physical, but in the mental. So it's like I said at the beginning, it's all raw food was like a piece of the puzzle to me. And, but it, it was that foundation that allowed me to, to hear my feelings and to, and to feel my feelings so that I was able to heal from them. Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's. I think that'll help a lot of people. Let me ask you, Adam. What? What? I'm not sure if you look at some of the stuff that goes on online, but do you see any bad advice out there that you don't agree with, or just incorrect stuff, or dangerous advice, or anything like that that you particularly uh, have a, a bit of an issue with? Hmm. Do you know what? I try not to bother too much with what other people are doing 
Um, and actually that was one of the key things in my, my kind of healing adventure, if you like, was actually switching off other people. Um, once I kind of got the knowledge and I was like, right, I think I've heard enough. I, I just had to tune in with myself and do, with, do what I'm drawn to and do what works for me. Um, and there's a line in a song that I really love um, by NACO Medicine for the People, which are an amazing group. And, uh, NACO's an amazing artist, I love him. He has a line in a song that just says, um, find your medicine and use it. And I, I believe that we all have our own little medicine that resonates with us, that works for us. And uh, I, yeah, I just think we've all got to kind of just go to what, what makes us feel right, what, what heals us. Um, because there's things that I do that other people would be completely against, completely against. Um, and that I'm okay with that. Um, I can't think of anything I'm particularly against because no, there's not, there's yeah. nothing. I'm quite open-minded. I'm just like, if it works for you, mate, go for it. Like, um, <laughs> I, I suppose for me, I'm not down with long extended fasting, but that's me personally. And that's right. more because um, I just, I find that a lot of people when they come out of fast, like really long-term fasting, it can be really hard for them not to be com so completely nutrient deprived that they just over consume so much kind of stuff. And uh, I find a lot of the time people have gone through a long fast, they, they struggle to, to get back to a kind of raw foodish kind of lifestyle. I'm sure some people have, I'm sure some people do. Um, but I suppose for me, that's not something that just resonates with me. Um, I don't like, I think maybe that might be eating disorder yeah, issues from well I just I just don't want to like feel yeah. like I'm starving myself again like I think yeah. that's just not healthy for me great well, um, and I don't it's necessary I don't yeah. need to do that so yeah I I pretty much agree with you on that I like that and uh I actually saw Nako that that band I saw them last year uh, last summer in the US oh, oh amazing I saw them in London a few years back <laughs> It's just amazing. His new album is just incredible. I've got it on all the time. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> how, how do people find out more about you if, if they want to kind of connect with uh, what you're doing here and I guess you're putting the content and stuff uh, or maybe even work with you? I don't know if you do coaching or you think you said you had a course. Where do people find out all about that and what is it that you offer? Okay, uh, so the best place to do that is coming on to my page, Happy on Fruit, on Facebook. Um, or I'm on Instagram, Happy on Fruit as well. And yeah, I do coaching with people as well. I work uh, personally one-on-one -on -one with them, just help guide them through uh, what they're going through and um, come up with recipe ideas. I love coming up with recipe ideas. Like I love getting a list of like what they like and coming up with some really cool ideas and helping them kind of just, it just inspire them. I, my coaching clients always say they come out of their session feeling really just, just really ready to go. And that's what I like. Um, but I also have courses available. So I have the seven week raw food course, which has worksheets, um, videos, recipe demonstrations, uh recipes written down it's got loads of information on how to get enough greens how to get enough uh just nutrients it's got an ebook included in there as well of the fruit guide which tells you all the different fruits i've experienced and how to get them ripe and the pros and cons of them and their calorie content and just all the basic it's like literally i just threw in all of the knowledge uh, all the basic knowledge that i think people need to succeed um 
I've also got the inner work course, which is an all video course. So a lot of people, they just listen to it audio. So it's like, because um, they're like hour long videos and there's 12 lots of them. So I didn't want to overwhelm people with paperwork. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so I just did it completely video audio. So literally just people just stick it in your ears and uh, go about your day, get inspired with the different aspects of inner work that I've learned that helped mm-hmm. me heal, like mm-hmm. mindfulness, gratitude, uh, inner child healing, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then there's exercises for people to do so that they can then impl- implement all of that teachings into their life and practice those skills. Um, and then I've got the my raw food recipe ebook, which is my my newest ebook. Um, and my first raw, my first actual raw recipe book. Um, and that was released just around Christmas, I think. So um, yeah, that's, and all of my courses and that are actually on discount over lockdown. Um, I do have some parenting ones as well, <laughs> just because I do like uh, attachment parenting with gentle parenting with my daughter. So I've got yeah. some kind of like inner work healing for kids uh, with worksheets and stuff like that. And I've also got like a family reconnection course. That's just a little tag on, that's just some other things that I've, I've done, but yeah. Um, it's all connected for me, like happy family life is connected with the way that you're eating, it's connected with the way that you heal yourself. And then with children, children are like our huge triggers. They're just mirrors to us. They reflect everything we like and don't like about us. Um, so it's really important to kind of like heal that side of family life as well. So that you just, you just, everything's kind of nice. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us today, Rianne. Um, I'd love to interview you again sometime if we get some more time. Oh, and also just want to let everyone know that Rianne is hopefully going to come to the UK Foot Fest this year and, and be part Yay. of it and share and, and teach and all that kind of stuff. And um, if you want to learn more about that, go to fruitfest.co.uk and you can check out all the information about that there. And thank you for joining us today, Rianne. Is there any kind of final, final thoughts you'd like to share? Um, oh, I'm, I'm trying to go back on YouTube now. <laughs> so I uploaded my first YouTube video in about two years yesterday, which was not yesterday, day before, which is really good for me because I've been having tech issues literally for two years and I finally sorted it out. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm on YouTube again now. It's happening on fruit. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And everyone, thanks for, thank for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening and watching. And feel free to share this with others. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Love Fruit Podcast.